the place that I think has the best ice cream slash gelato I've ever had in the world, which is... That's crazy. I, I, because... I had it and instantly looked at Heather and what... I don't know. Describe what happened as soon as I had that first bite. I've never seen such a look of pure joy on your face before. <laughs> This is the final call for me. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 292. A remarkable 53.6% of Slovenia is protected government land, a higher percentage than any other nation on earth, except. Can you guess what's number one? No way you get this. Venezuela. Slovenia packs a punch more than almost any country that I've ever been to. It's only the size of New Jersey, and yet there is so many amazing things to do. Hiking up in the Julian Alps, or rafting in the Soccer River Valley, or going down to the beachside, or of course, exploring and eating your way through the capital city of Ljubljana. And on this last trip, we did a ton of things, and at every step of the way, I had my Tortuga backpack when I wanted to go out on my bike and explore Lublana or I wanted to just walk around or we went on day hikes. I would take my day pack, my Tortuga backpack day pack. And of course, the main pack that I carried with me when we were throwing it in the car and taking a road trip through the Alps and the Soccer River Valley was my Tortuga Outbreaker backpack. So for a country like Slovenia with so many things to do, doesn't matter what you'll be doing, Tortuga has you covered with their multitude of different packs. And you can check all those out at tortugabackpacks.com. Don't forget to use the promo code EPOP. That's E-P-O-P, all capital letters, because that'll get you 10% off your entire order. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is the fried calamari-loving, but not grilled calamari-loving, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. So this is a debate we often have, and fortunately, you must love me so much because you almost always get fried calamari, even though you like grilled way more. I, it's not that I love grilled way more than fried. I love calamari. Okay. Definitely a top 10 food staple, for sure. Yes, you do As, love When you it. get good calamari. And by fried, I mean good fried calamari is not the stuff you get at bars that's like frozen, heavily fried. No, it's that lightly breaded fried calamari that you can get in Croatia. Usually by the coast Yeah, somewhere. by the coast. So I love fried calamari too. I just love the opportunity of getting good grilled calamari because not many places do good grilled calamari around us. Not many places do grilled calamari to begin with. So when given the option to get grilled calamari, if I think it's going to be good... I tend to get that over fried because I know I can get fried more places, if that makes sense. I guess but that makes sense. I'm never going to argue with a calamari, okay. cho- a choice of calamari. It just comes down to I typically love to do 
some fried, some grilled. So like when we were in South Africa and I asked the guy if he could do half and half plate and he did. That, that was, was awesome. like your dream situation. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> so um, we're going to be getting into calamari, of course, in this episode because we're talking about Slovenia. And if you're unfamiliar with our Destination Diary episodes, that is when we give our on-the-ground report of a certain place that we've traveled to. So, of course, we're going to be talking about our favorite things to eat, best places to drink, places to stay, activities we liked. And at the end of the show, each one of us gives our wish we had done, so something we had didn't do, obviously, that we wish we had time to do, our thing that maybe you could skip if you went here, and of course, our can't miss, the one thing that you absolutely have to do if you come to this area. And today, we are talking about Slovenia. So, Hath, do you think most people have any idea where Slovenia is? I mean, they might have a general idea, but even I sometimes, you know, like I've been there now, and of course, we look at maps a lot because we love maps, but... It's it's just kind of in that area of Europe where there are a lot of smaller countries like nestled in. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of people are probably like, well, what borders it? You know, if you know what borders it, you're like, oh, of course I know where that is because it's right next to Italy and Austria. I was going to ask you, can you name the places? That, okay, that's three. And there's probably another one. You, it also is, it and then what does it border on is the it, east? It, okay, I know like Bratislava, but for some reason my baby brain isn't thinking of the country. It, it's not Slovakia, but it <laughs> it also borders it also borders Hungary. To, oh to yes, the east. so all the way to the east, and we didn't spend right, any right, time right. in eastern gotcha. Slovenia, so that's okay, that's fine. Um, but it is it's this tiny country, the size of New Jersey, nestled in amongst some amazing countries, which makes in my mind. It an amazing country in its own right because it it has it pulls f- some influences from some of these awesome areas from Austria from Italy from Croatia if you get out in eastern Slovenia um, kind of from Hungary which we didn't get out to that area as much um, but to me this country blew me away <laughs> I had very high hopes for Sl- Slovenia and for Ljubljana the capital of Slovenia and for Lake Bled all of which we're going to get into blew me away I'm proclaiming this one of my five favorite countries in the world. I, I, I don't think you're being hyperbolic because you do really enjoy a lot of places. Like you fall in love with a lot of places. But when push comes to shove, if you say like, these are my top places, it's always Georgia. It's always South Africa. And I guess now it's Slovenia. Slovenia. I I don't know what your other two would be if you were really like forced to say. Sure. I'd have to sit down and think about it. Thailand would probably be on there. Yeah. But I have to for sure say that Slovenia punches way above its weight in terms of how the size of it. So certainly a contender for, in my mind, a best country for its size, um, for sure. And that's because there is so much to do in such a small area. So we're going to get into Slovenia. We did, before we start, we're going to, getting into it all, we're going to say that we did spend time in Ljubljana, and we're going to pronounce it probably 10, 15 different ways throughout the show. Lubleana, Lubluana. Lublana. Lublana, <laughs> as the locals say when they get lazy. And we do. You just like take out a syllable. You're like, Lublana. Um, so we'll pronounce stuff probably wrong throughout the show. So if you're native Slovenian yeah. and you're listening, We're apologies. sorry that our American English accents butcher your country's language. <laughs> we'll try our hardest. But 
we went in, we spent a lot of time in Ljubljana. We also then went up into the Julian Alps and into the northwest part of Slovenia, which borders Austria, and then did the Versic Pass, Versic Pass, uh, drive down through the Alps and then down to Piran, which is the seaside town that is on the Adriatic Sea right above Croatia. So we've got that area covered. We did not spend any time out in Maribor and eastern Slovenia. So this destination diary will just be for the area that we touched on, of course. And speaking of the area that we are in and kind of getting into it, one of the neat things about Slovenia is the fact that it's so accessible, especially Ljubljana is so accessible from a bunch of places in Europe that you wouldn't really know are close to it. And this comes back to that, I kind of might know where Slovenia is, but I don't know how close it actually is to all these other places. Right. So we even considered, I mean, we flew directly into Ljubljana's airport, which is very, you know, kind of small and super convenient, (laughs) super convenient to fly into. But we also considered flying into Venice and driving, you know, what is it? Two Two hours, hours two and a half hours from Venice. But, you know, in the end, there was a flight and it just made more sense to fly directly into Ljubljana but you can also like Zagreb you said is about an two hour hours. and 45 minutes two hours Budapest four four and a half Vienna's four even Milan which usually has a lot of cheap flights to yes. it is five hours away so you could take a train I mean especially the if it's a Italian train they're so nice like we did a lot of train travel when we were in Italy and they're so relaxing and comfortable so you could take a train or you could just rent a car and drive and we actually rented a car when we were in Ljubljana from the airport right there it was super easy and it was not expensive at all no and driving around would be the way that I would recommend if you're in the country get a car drive around it's very easy to park in Ljubljana. We might we might be calling Ljubljana LJ, okay? If I say LJ, that's what I have it abbreviated in my notes. I don't know if anyone else calls it LJ, but it's easy to say. So the parking is really easy in LJ. Um, it's cheap. Most of the areas are 50 cents euro an hour. So, I mean, and, and you know, you could park overnight for free and things like that. So definitely, if you're going to spend any amount of time in Slovenia, really makes sense to get a car because the roads are good, easy to get around. You can get a ton of off the beaten path areas. Right. Everything's and, within an hour and a half of each other, if not less. So just makes sense. Yeah. Car. And and just to be clear, like parking in, Slo- in Ljubljana is very easy, but there are parts that are just pedestrian. And so it's very walkable. So you're going to want to park your car you know, and then plan to walk a lot. Right. And so overall, Slovenia and and Ljubljana specifically, very easy to get to. Highly recommend making a stop if you're doing a pop around that part of the world anyway. Really easy to get to via train, via plane, what have you, um, and then grab a car. Speaking of LJ and how we're going to do it is we'll break it down into sections. We'll we'll start with Ljubljana here because that's usually going to be everyone's starting point. That's the capital. That's by far the biggest city. And then we'll get into kind of the stuff that we did around Ljubljana, the outlying areas. So when you get into Ljubljana, the first thing, even before you do it, one of the best things that we did and... I didn't know this existed. I forget. I think our Airbnb host told us about this. But there's a thing called Use It Maps. So Use It Maps. They have an app and they have paper maps that you can have. Yeah, you really loved this map. It was awesome. (laughs) It's written by locals. It's for, you know, younger travelers, or it says it's for younger travelers. It can be really for anyone. 
But I love to know the stories behind what's happening. So they give you like 50 or 60 hotspots around the city to hit. That includes attractions and places to eat and, you know, uh, sightseeing areas and things like that. But then they tell the story behind it. I just, I really think it's a neat behind the scenes look from locals. Yeah, it definitely, it, it isn't your typical like tourist map that you can just pick up at the you know, tourist information. I mean, you can get it at the tourist information center, of course, but I'm just saying it wasn't like this. It's very artistic and cool and like a hip map. And they do it for a couple other cities around the world. They might have like 20, 25 other cities, a lot of lesser known European cities, which is kind of neat. Um, Ljubljana is one. And they update it, I think, every two months. So it's constantly changing with different people's opinions and things like that and there are some things that i never would have found out about had i not had this map one of them was one of the coolest experiences that i had which we're going to get to but it it involves something that heather was too not afraid to go with me but she just had no desire to and we'll we'll talk about what that is but use it maps they have a great app you can download it and then you don't need wi-fi to access it like it saves on your phone or you get a paper one but i used it all i used it the use it map <laughs> um, every day when we were in Ljubljana and I absolutely loved it. Some of that was to find places to eat and there is no shortage of places to eat. In I'm LJ. telling you what, for such a small city, there were an abundance of really cool restaurants, cafes, bars that we wanted to go to that we didn't even go to all of the ones that we wanted to. No, I just looked at our map before we did this podcast of all the stars that I had laid out and I thought, Oh, we missed that. We didn't get to this. We didn't get to that. And we had four days. Yeah. And my favorite thing about Ljubljana is the, it's super, super walkable. You have the river that goes through it. And, you know, from almost anywhere in the city, if you're staying in the downtown area, you can walk to those areas. First of all, we should just say how stunning the city is because of this river that this little river that goes through it in the pedestrian area it has all these bridges that you can walk across and all these they love their bridges old buildings on either side it is so stunning and you know we were there in the summertime so all the trees were in bloom and i just i mean i have so many pictures of just like the the landscape of the river with yeah, the, the bridges cityscape. and the trees, the cityscapes. I mean, it's it's it's, it's card perfect. It's very beautiful. And apparently, the Ljubljana mayor has said that Ljubljana is the prettiest city in the world. He's obviously a little biased, <laughs> but it's hard to argue with him. It's a small city. It only has two hundred thousand people living in it, and. It, it's compact, especially the areas that you'll be in, that you can walk to everything. Of course, they have a bike share, which I guess we should mention right off. They have a bike share. It's a dollar for every, a, do, a one euro for a seven day pass. So it's basically free. The bikes only have one gear, so you can't really go that fast, but it's easy to bike around, super easy to walk around. And that's what we loved about it was when we get into a city, I love when it's easy to navigate and there's just so many places to go and eat. So we talk about punching above its weight. We talked about the country as a whole punching above its weight. Ljubljana, for a city of 200,000, has more places to eat and more beautiful outdoor sitting areas than anywhere else I've been. Yeah, and not to mention, fun fact, I know you love your fun facts. I think it's the green one of the greenest cities in the world. Like It's very, very clean. They 
do a lot of eco things. There's recycling bins all over. So I think it's definitely, I think it won an award for being like one of the greenest cities. The European so. greenest city or something? Yeah, like probably. Europe's greenest city yeah. or something like that? Yeah. So, I mean, if that's enough to get you there, the fact that you can just walk <laughs> around, it's beautiful. You could take pictures, stroll along the river. Um, then the food and the gelato and the stuff we're going to mention is going to make you want to go there even more. So when we get into eating, I'm going to start, I think, Heth, with just a few of the more... Local-style local. foods. Yeah, okay. and these are things that I found from the Use It map. And the first one that I went to, and Heather was not feeling well this day, so we went to a place called Das ist Walter. So that means this is Walter, essentially. <laughs> you like my German there. And that is a Shavapi place. And if you've never heard us talk about Shavapi on the podcast before, then Shavapi is a essentially a thousand times better than a brown and serve sausage link, <laughs> if you've ever seen those. You always compare it to a brown and serve sausage link, which is disgusting. It's Well, it's like, a thousand times better. Okay. It's a thousand times better because even I kind of like it and I don't really like sausage. So it's it's rolled meat in little links that they give you. They give you a pita, they give you onions, and they give you some cheese spread. Although at Das's Walter, I couldn't read the menu because I turned down the English one because I already knew what I wanted. I just wanted five links of Shavapi. And I didn't realize the cheese had to be ordered separately. So don't forget to yeah, order the, the cheese. cheese is what, the only part, in my opinion, that makes it delicious. <laughs> yeah. Well, you so you get this spreadable cheese. So Das is Walter. Go there for Shavapi. It's, um, you know, it's a Balkan. It has other Balkan style food, but it's three da, three either three euro or two euro for five links of sausage plus a pita plus onions. And then don't forget the cheese, one euro more. So for about three, four euros, you're getting a huge plate um, of food. The guys there are super nice. They actually took me into the back and were talking to me about the NBA. I, I forget why or how someone knew I liked basketball. Maybe, well, you're oh, American. He said, where are you from? Yeah. Philadelphia. Uh, 76ers. Oh, yeah, 76ers. You like NBA? Yes. And then for like 10, 15 <laughs> minutes, I was back there as he washed dishes talking about the NBA with him. So super friendly people, too. And a nice little courtyard. Das's Walter. Definitely a go-to place. Sweet. Then you, we also went, we walked to Burrick Olympia and Burrick is another Balkan type style food and it's kind of like a phyllo dough, like a really light crispy dough in lots of layers, usually with cheese inside of it. But yeah, like cheese, a light minced cheese meat, or minced meat or they have sweet ones too. And I had to say like this was good, but we had better Boric in Sarajevo. Sarajevo. Yeah. So. People told us there's a ton of Boric stands. The, I guess the novelty of this one is the fact that it's open 24 hours. So yeah. a lot of people go drinking in the clubs in that area and then they go and get Boric Olympia. We had it for breakfast. Probably not the best breakfast <laughs> choice. It's kind of heavy. But you know, worth, but also didn't fill you up. <laughs> but Yeah, but Boric is like worth getting yes, get burek somewhere it's, it's, for sure it is good and it's you know if you've never had it before it's kind of a fun experience yeah the only place that we end that we ate at twice i think this is the only place that we doubled up on other than the gelato of course of course and this is a place called vino and ribe and it means wine and fish and that's what it is and let me tell you it was delicious that's why we went two times it we got calamari both times we went and it was fantastic. It has like cute little outdoor seating and I mean, right on also- the main road there, like there's a main road that goes through right off the river 
and it the seating is right in the middle of the road. So you're just it's yeah, well, great it's to a people pedestrian walk. road. Right. Um so right, yeah. Right, yeah. It's, it's a pedestrian not, walkway. Yeah. It's not a road. You don't have cars going in no. on both sides of you as you eat um, dinner. So it's it's a cute little spot. They have really good fish, really good food. Uh they also have a lot of wine, which we did not have. So next time when I'm not pregnant, I'll definitely try. Like they have a whole like wall of wine. And you forgot they had amazing potatoes, amazing yes. fried potatoes. So and like, good bread. It's just, it's a great spot. You have to go if you go to Lubyana. The fried calamari is great. We didn't get the grilled calamari, much to my chagrin. <laughs> that might be my wish we had done. I don't know. Because they make the grilled calamari on this huge green egg. If you've seen the green egg things that people barbecue on, they had the apparently they said the biggest version in the world and they make the grilled calamari on that it looked phenomenal so go to vino and rebay get the grilled calamari let me know how it is tweet us at pack of peanuts um another place that we went for seafood called valentine and this i thought was as good as definitely as good definitely as good and so they have an actual restaurant you know where you can go in and sit down and have you know more of a dining experience and then they have the street food part of it which is like a little bar and it's cheap i mean you can get just little nibbles although the portions were pretty big because we got uh i got a fish and chips and you got calamari there and i think the fish and chips was six euros and the calamari was seven euros and both came with french fries and so it was definitely big enough you know if you're starving you might need a little more, but if you just want kind of a light lunch or something, it's perfect and it's cheap and it was really good. And a lot of what we like to do, including this next place called Klobasarna, is get these little bites and they're not really little. I mean, they're essentially a meal, but these faster food things because LJ is so much fun to walk around and there's so many restaurants. It was cool to hop from one to another to another. I mean, essentially some of the days we just spent eating. We're like, oh, walking what are, and yeah, eating walking and, and eating. Because there's so many of you're just walking on the, all these cute pedestrian streets and it's all restaurants and like a few little shops, but mostly just restaurants. Yeah. So you're walking you're like, okay, well, let's pop in here. Let's pop in here and let's do this. So it was nice not to do huge sit down meals. It was nice to get a little bit, sit there right on the, you know, in the little, everything was outdoor seating sit there, grab a little bite, get a gelato, go somewhere else, grab another bite, get another gelato. I mean, that's a pretty good day to me. Take (laughs) some pictures, walk around, go across one of the 33 bridges they have in the city, whatever. So this next place right by Valentine was called Klobasarna, and it's a meat place. They only do one thing, and that is a sausage, a type of sausage that's local to there. And you either get a whole sausage or half a sausage. That's it. They give you mustard. They give you a piece of bread with it. And um, it was very, very, very good. They also, and they have one other thing on the menu. I think it's like soup. And uh, I got half a sausage and they gave us half sausage, bread, mustard, and horseradish, which this may be a turning point in my culinary career, not career, culinary (laughs) life. I don't know. Culinary taste bud um, was the (laughs) fact that I liked the horseradish here for the first time ever. Interesting. So... I mean, last time we were in the Balkans, when we were in Sarajevo, I learned to love onions for the first time. This time, I had horseradish and really liked it. I so, guess to expand your your palate, we have to just go... Just keep going back to the, to Balkans. the Balkans. That's right. <laughs> just keep eating more So if meat. I want you to like pickles, so just, that if we share a hamburger, we can have pickles on it, then, then we have I to guess go we somewhere. we go to a meat place in the Balkans, because every time <laughs> it's around pickles. meat, and I end up liking something that goes with meat. Last time, onions. This time... Um, this time the horseradish. So Clovis are in a really cool place, open late, fun to just grab half a sausage. They're, they're pretty big. Like, 
half a sausage filled me up. A whole sausage, you're getting a pretty hearty meal there. Um, so we ate a lot of that kind of fast, quick food. But there is one of the cool things about LJ, a lot of healthy options. Like they're very health forward. I know it doesn't sound like it from what we've been telling you, burek and fried calamari and sausage. Right. But there are so many places to eat to get smoothies and fresh salads Definitely. and things like that. It's, and we had to you know, do that. Lots of vegetarian restaurants. Well, not a lot, but enough like pretty popular vegetarian vegan restaurants you know they're definitely on the scene when it comes to that kind of you know healthier cleansing eating and one of our favorite places had two two locations yeah, it right? might even have three we went to two of them yeah and that is basilica you yep. think that's how you say it basilica maybe basilica so one is just called basilica and the other one is called basilica krizenki krizenki and that's the area it's in yeah so this place just had you know like we said smoothies sandwiches salads vegan options quiche stuff like that just really really nice delicious light foods and the ambiance is awesome too because they're kind of like very much cafe style and so the interiors of both of these places are just really cool and hip and fun and so it's a great experience for cafe culture yeah it, they're nice and they're as we said since everything is so close to each itself or each other in lj they are in different parts of the city, but basically less than a 10-minute walk apart. May, well, maybe 15 minutes. Nah, no, I'm guessing 10. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to say 10. Well, we'll have to go back and do it. Um, the Basilica Bistro is neat because it is in a part of the city. It's a little a bit of ways um, from the river, but it is in a really nice area. Actually, the presidential mansion or palace is right across the street from it. So it's it's kind of an area that yeah, we, didn't, cool, yeah, we, we hadn't seen before. Because we didn't venture that far, and again, it's not far, but it was nice to be there and be like, "Oh, this is a cool a different part of the, of the city." city. Um, we also, of course, ate pizza because how can you get away from pizza? And believe it or not, Slovenia pizza not so bad because it is it is Italian influence, and there are places like that. We ate at two different places. The first we tried to go to on our first night there because you really wanted Pizza Hut, and it was closed. You know what was funny? We should mention this. We arrived on a Monday. And let me tell you, I think that Mondays always are like this in Ljubljana, just dead. There was hardly anyone out. Now, of course, it was like the only night that it was raining as well. But I was kind of like, this seems a little bit like a ghost town. And then every other, and a lot of restaurants are closed as well. Then every other night we were there on the weeknights was just like hopping. I mean, people everywhere out and about so if you arrive on a monday don't be like discouraged that it's kind of going to be like not yeah. a cool it's, scene it's because monday. it's monday everywhere's dead on monday and yeah i mean it was really funny so we walked to this this pizza place and it was closed we did eventually go back to it and it was called veracci veracci and it's neapolitan style pizza i liked this pizza place better um then the other one that we went to travel like the other one better. So this pizza is like your typical Neapolitan pizza with like the brick oven, really nice, like kind of thicker dough and just I don't light know. We got a margarita. We got a margarita yeah. pizza and it was missing something. It didn't have any flavor to it. So maybe if you got something with toppings on it, it would have had more punch. I just eh, not that impressed, especially since we made an effort to go there. It was closed and went back. Another um, night. Yeah. But you liked I like the one Focalus. we went to the, the first night. So we tried to go to three places that were all closed the first night. We ended up at Focalus. 
it's a cool building. It's right in that Krasanki area. And um, yeah, right in the middle of everything. And it has what night? What do they say? Over 90 different types of pizzas. It, it has a ton of options. extensive menu. And it's kind of a cool building because it's, I don't know, you definitely feel like you are in. Yeah, an Eastern know, European Eastern or like European. a Central yeah. European old, you know, great high ceiling building. And I got a pizza there that I just really, really liked. It was, it was a basically a chicken shawarma pizza so if you ever had chicken shawarma with the <laughs> cut up chicken and then and then the garlic, garlic sauce, sauce. And stuff. i mean i couldn't i got it on a pizza it. it was awesome it was the, awesome yeah of course you loved it but it was too much flavor for my taste buds at that night but so um, they, they do have 90 plus styles of pizza and they're huge that is a thing there's a what they call a baby size and then a regular and of course, we didn't get the baby because we were like, we're that like, seems too small. Yeah, and she was like, oh, the babies are pretty big. And we're like, no. Or we did. Did you get a baby? And I got a regular. Yeah, I got a baby. You got a right. regular. And so we had basically a whole pizza left over um, between the two of us. You could go and get one regular and split it. Or you could get two babies and have plenty left over. And we're talking like six, seven euros for a baby. Yeah, it maybe was not expensive. Eight, nine for a regular. Mm-hmm. So definitely good value and i i, yeah, I like it, it, it was good pizza like i would definitely go there but i did like the other place better yeah another place that we disagree a bit on and i was a little bummed because this was our last morning in lj and we had we, we had heard great things about it people told us to go to this place called ek bistro ek bistro and so we're like oh this will on our way out we'll go get an awesome breakfast here and i just I don't know. It was overpriced and it just didn't do it for me. I think we're a little spoiled when it comes to brunch. We go to some really amazing brunch places. We love breakfast. So I will agree with you that like compared to all the brunches we've had in the world, it wasn't like blow your mind. But the food was good. It's not like anything was bad about it. It's just that there was so much hype surrounding Ek Bistro, like in all of the anything you read about like yeah. the top restaurants in Ljubljana. But I would definitely still go there because, again, it, it was cute and trendy. It was cute. And- like the interior was really cool. Like definitely, you know, like the new style of like hip, innovative decor inside. And the options for, for food were cool. Like I got French toast. It didn't blow my mind. I love French toast. It was like the best French toast I ever had, but it was still good. Like well, nothing about it was bad. It wasn't like I can't eat this. Nothing was bad. I just, it was known for its eggs. So we actually got three kind of breakfasts. You got French toast. I got a yogurt and granola thing, which was actually pretty good. And then we got the eggs Benedict because everyone's like, oh, it's known for its eggs. That's what Ek Bistro does. Okay. And it was some of the worst eggs Benedict I've had. It was okay, but it was nothing better than I could make at home. Right. Yeah. So, so it wasn't was it little... wasn't blow your mind, but still go there and check it out. It's worth it. It's it's still good sure. and it's beautiful space. Yeah. It just right. I expectations are a funny yeah. thing. Yeah. And with no expectations I would have went and been like, oh that yogurt's pretty good. Maybe a little overpriced, but the yogurt was good. But they also have really good coffee. I didn't even sorry, it just came into my mind. Well we're gonna get we're into gonna get into drinking... coffee but they just a sec. they sell the coffee at at Ek Bistro of like the best coffee spot in Ljubljana. So also worth it if you like coffee. If you like coffee, and again, not I I don't. But <laughs> something I wasn't disappointed in was the gelato scene in Ljubljana, and I 
you know, I heard that it had good gelato. This was from like the stuff on the Use It map. It'd be like, oh no, gelato is really good here. And there is one that that keeps winning the best gelato in Ljubljana year after year after year after year, and that is called cacao. And so I obviously instantly had to go there. The first oh, morning yeah. we woke up, well, we went the first night. Uh, we got in in the morning, and I went there at 8 a.m. or something like that. No, no, no. That was I, the next morning. That was the next morning. Okay, so we went the first night, and then I went back the next morning. It was open at 8 a.m., which is pretty sweet. We were a little jet-lagged, so we got up early, and we were walking around, and it was open. So I went to Cacao two times in the first 24 hours. Good. Good yeah, gelato. I mean, definitely, you're not going to be disappointed Good gelato. with it. But pales in comparison to what I am now calling my favorite ice cream in the world. And this is crazy because everyone said cacao was the best or, you know, it's always written up as the best. And yet this other place also highly recommended called Vigo is the place that I think has the best ice cream slash gelato I've ever had in the world, which is... That's crazy. I I had it and instantly looked at Heather and what... I don't know. Describe what happened as soon as I had that first I've never seen such a look of pure joy on your face before. (laughs) And I will have to agree. I, I don't know if it's my favorite ice cream in the entire world, but it definitely would be in the top five because it is absolutely delicious. They have some pretty cool flavors it's not just your stereotypical gelato flavors and it was absolutely delicious the best ice cream we had on the whole trip for sure and because it is right near italy of course you know there is good gelato like i always forget that slovenia is right next to italy i'm like oh man i can't believe the the gelato is so good here well yeah it makes sense i mean you're Literally two hours from Venice, which coincidentally enough, I didn't have any good gelato in Venice. But at Vigo, and again, we talk about expectations being a funny thing. Cacao, good. But I remember having it and being like, oh, this is the best. Like, this is not bad. I would definitely go here once a day. No doubt. No doubt. (laughs) Once a day. But not twice a day. But with Vigo, I well, I mean, if it's hot out, maybe. But with Vigo, I I just heard it was good. And I'm like, all right, well, cacao, everyone says the best. So Vigo is probably going to be similar to this. When I took that first bite of their of my favorite flavor there which is called pinot which is a caramel and peanut butter mix which are probably Sounds my weird. two favorite flavors <laughs> but it was tasty insane insane then they have a vigo flavor which, which is, was my favorite and it's basically has um nutella and van- like vanilla ice cream with nutella in it and i think actual pieces of hazelnut it's just it was so delicious and creamy and i took a picture of the menu so we could read exactly what this (laughs) is so i'm gonna do it um here on the podcast the vigo their their kind Mm -hmm. of signature flavor is fresh mascarpone nutella chocolate and hazelnut so good the one that i was telling you about the pinot salted caramel peanuts and dark chocolate um they have tons of other flavors the lady there the second time i went back was so nice I, you know, I feel bad tasting them all because it's pretty busy, but she was like, no, 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 you've got to try this one. You've got to try this one. You've got. And so I did try almost all of them and they were all literally to die for. They were so, so, so good. Yeah. And they have a lot of fruit flavored ones as well that were, they were all very good. Yeah. So definitely Definitely the best. Vigo is very good. You have to go. Instant. I would go every day, maybe more than once. And, and unfortunately, we didn't even go until we'd been in Ljubljana like 
for two days. I so know. we missed so two was, days we missed two of full like... days of getting the Vigo. <laughs> but I, we did do an ice cream bang, 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 bang. Four ice creams in one night. Because I did have to make sure that these... You know, did we I, do that many? Yes, Four in one I night? had to make sure. And so here's <laughs> what I did on that night. I I did Vigo for the first time and was like, whoa, this is amazing. Well, now I got to get the other ones. Maybe maybe today's just a great day for gelato. I don't know. We went to Cacao. It was okay. Definitely worth checking out. We went to another. There were like three that are really highly recommended. Cacao, Vigo, and this third one, Gelato Romantica, or Romantic. Also very good. It was good. I would put it solidly under Vigo, but ahead of Cacao. And then we went to a place called Lolita, which Lolita is known more as a bakery, but it won an award as the best gelato in the world in 2015. Now, I read about this and it seemed a little shysty, this award, because it was all done by people voting and... Uh, you know, I think they did like a big marketing publicity thing around it and just got people to vote. So, you know, I was I like, I didn't think it was very good. Yeah. So I was like, well, we got to go to it though. Right. And Heather actually said, well, Trav, you have to try this. This was the, the fourth gelato of that night. And I did try it. It was okay. You could definitely skip Alita. They did have a cannabis flavored one. I thought it was cinnamon. I'm like, is this cinnamon? She goes, no, that's cannabis. I'm <laughs> like, all right, well, I'll try this out. It was very good. Uh, they would only give you a half scoop of it. So, um, but definitely you could miss Lolita for sure. Yeah. Um, and there was a third, so just so we or a fifth, just so we finish up gelato. I mean, don't think I'm not going to try every place. There was that Basilica Krasanki does homemade ice cream as well. That cafe that Heather said was mentioning earlier, um, right by Focalist, the pizza place, and. Their gelato was very good. Their chocolate was really creamy and really heavy. A distant fourth with Lolita, a distant fifth. I mean, if I'm writing gelato, Heth, I'm going to go Vigo, number one, best ice cream in the world. Gelato Romantic, also very good. And they do waffles there as well. Cacao third, and then Basilica Krasansky and Lolita, fourth and fifth. Yeah, sure. Is that fair? Yeah, that's totally fair. I mean, Vigo was... Was awesome. I think I like Gelato Romantic more than Cacao, but as well, yeah. Okay, so that's number two for both of us. Yeah, Cacao three, and all are very good options. I, as a gelato and ice cream connoisseur, and I know a lot of you <laughs> are as well. I highly recommend you try all three for yourself. Yeah, or just go to Vigo every day and don't bother with the others because why? Well, you could do that. You could, but I mean, in the name <laughs> of research, you might as well if you're there. You know, so we just spent a few minutes on uh, gelato there. Don't worry, folks, if you like gelato, there is another place that we will recommend as we get outside of Ljubljana as well. But we'll move on now from gelato to drinking. And why don't we start with coffee, your domain, which, to be fair, you haven't been drinking as much coffee now that you've been pregnant. Well, in the beginning of my pregnancy, like when we were in San Diego, for example, and we did a San Diego destination diary, I just couldn't stand coffee at that point. Now, fortunately, I'm back on the coffee grind. and No pun intended. <laughs> and we heard about this place called Stowe. It's spelled just like Stowe in Vermont, S-T-O-W-E. And... I, we heard it was just like the best coffee, super innovative. You know, it's like they have source. a coffee school they have where a, they're a teaching, laboratory. Yeah, they, they're very, very serious about coffee, but very, not very not snobby not serious. Snobby. They just yeah, love yeah. coffee. And it's in such a cool location. It's a little bit kind of weird to find. I mean, it's in a museum. It's in one their historic museum. It's in the city museum. The city Lublin museum. The city museum, city which museum. we actually bumped around the city museum. 
because you have to go th- into the museum to get the coffee, but you don't have to pay to get in the museum. But then you're in the museum, so you could do it for free. We felt bad doing that. So we like went to the bathroom and looked around yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so we but, didn't actually go through the whole museum because we didn't but pay. But it looked awesome. But the coffee shop... I mean, this coffee was absolutely delicious. Yeah, because they're so innovative with coffee and they have this coffee laboratory school, they have all different kinds of coffee. So I just got, you know, like your typical flat white or cappuccino. But Trav got... I told the guy that I don't like coffee. Yeah. I walked in. I'm like, hey, this is really cool. The guy was really nice. I'm like, I just don't like coffee, man. He's like, okay, okay, okay. Try this. I'm like, oh, boy. And everyone... You know, when I tell them I don't like coffee, they everyone tells me that, and then they gave me something that I don't like. This guy gave me a thing that I didn't know what it was. It was a it was cold brew, it was a cold drink, and it was like a tea, like a cold tea almost. And you know, it wasn't thick or anything. It was, and I'm like, okay. And I try. I'm like, this isn't bad. And he's like, oh, this is Cascara, which is he was explaining made from the cherry of, of the, the coffee, coffee beans, which we which didn't know what that meant. I don't. I still don't really understand what it means because I'm not you know, really knowledgeable about the process of coffee, I guess. But it was interesting. I actually didn't like it as much as Trav did because I just like regular coffee. But So it says it's the herbal tea made from the dried skins of dried berries of the coffee plant. So I guess coffee plants have berries. Then they dry the skin of those berries to make this coffee cherry tea, which doesn't taste like cherry really no um but it was and i had it cold uh, and as it a cold doesn't brew. i mean it does taste a little bit like coffee but it's it's a very interesting flavor anyway this this the whole experience of going to stowe is very cool because it's in this museum which very modern very modern like the space where the coffee shop is is like this whole wall of very modern windows and it's a cool place to just sit and chill out for like a little bit of time it if was if you like coffee go to stowe even if you don't if like you don't coffee. like coffee go to stowe <laughs> and they had a really good pastry that you had you had a, a pie yeah i had um apple like an, an apple, apple pie. piece yeah. of apple pie. So it was, it was really good. Really cool. Um, I enjoyed it too. And I enjoyed the second place that we went for coffee, which I found, I think, once again on the Use It map. I never would have found this. A place called Cherno Zerno, C-R-N-O-Z-R-N-O, which is apparently a play on words that he tried to explain to us and I kind of forget and kind of didn't <laughs> know what he was talking about. Anyway, but a tiny little coffee a really, shop. really, really Right up the road from skinny, Vino and Rebe. like kind of standing room only place and he had just opened a few months prior and he makes very good coffee also and I didn't get a hot coffee there because I was way too hot it was like 90 degrees that day I got a cold brew and it was like a very different cold brew than I'd ever had before because it was very small almost like a shot and he like shook it up almost like a cocktail so it was really foamy but it was delicious and this is one of the reasons i love the use it map is i would have had no idea the story behind this except i read it in the map and he is from colombia and he's you know he makes it like colombian style and imports all his beans from colombia and he moved there before like his wife i think she's slovenian so he's like operating a real legit you know, Colombian coffee place there, and it's like a little standing room. Yeah, and, and it was Cute. very cool and and awesome. So definitely go to both both of those places. Yeah, for sure. And they're both right in the center of town. Not that anything's far away, as we no, said, but they are both right away. there. And that's what I loved so much about Slovenia is that it had this cafe culture, which I love so much. 
You know, it, you know? it it's it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they also, speaking of culture, they are getting a better craft beer culture. So we'll talk a tiny bit about drinking here and then we'll move on. Obviously, it's not the craft beer culture that you have in the States, uh, you know, what is, or even in any of the bigger cities of Europe and things like that. But um, they're, they're making some inroads there. And there is a place, the guy, the owner, uh, the guy and his wife had just taken over a week before. Super nice people. Can't remember their names. But there's a craft beer store called Zapopent. And it's right off the main road, the main pedestrian road there that we were talking about. And it's a craft beer store with awesome owners. It's tucked away. Um, don't worry, there's signs saying like craft beer with an arrow pointing back. And, you know, most of the craft beer they have back there, they have a ton of Slovenian craft beer. They also have craft beer from other areas, you know, Serbia and, and some from Croatia and things like that. It's about two, three, four euros a can, so they don't overcharge you at all. And it's just a really neat place. If you like beer, go and talk to him. He knows everything about the craft beer scene in that area. He'll give you recommendations. Um, he even has cold stuff because you can't drink it in there right now. But he has cold stuff that you can just take outside of the store and walk around in the pedestrian area and drink a beer by the river. So it's a great yeah, little spot. Yeah, definitely. Really cool. And if you want to go to a bar or a restaurant that has good craft beer, we went to this place called Pops, which a lot of people recommended for hamburgers, which we shared a hamburger. Good. It was really good. You sit right next to the river so it's you know really cool space and they had a lot of craft beer there and the one you had was really good yeah so they had a lot they had slovenian craft beer maybe five or six on tap and then a few other craft beers on tap as well um yeah that pops is a cool little spot there's another place that has is known for their craft beer in uh Ljubljana, and that's sir william's pub we didn't go in it we walked by it it was pretty packed the one day uh, we just didn't have time, but Sir William's Pub is the one that everyone recommended, saying if you want draft beer, head here. So those are some of the places to go and get some craft beer and get some coffee. Again, they're all right near each other. As we said, broken record. Everything is within walking distance. Uh, <laughs> if you put it on your map, you could have a day where you maybe walk, you know, like nothing is more than five minutes from the next spot that you're going, and you just pop around. It was basically what we did. Popped around to get food and yeah. ice cream and beer Super and coffee relaxing. and things like that. When you're in LJ, obviously, you know, you're, there's going to be, you're going to have to sleep somewhere. And so let's get into some of the, we did two different things. One, we rented an Airbnb. And then the last night we were there, we moved to the Intercontinental Ljubljana, which is a brand new hotel. So had give your kind of feedback on those two places that we, that we stayed. The Airbnb apartment was very comfortable, convenient. It wasn't, you know, in the old city, which I think is actually kind of nice because the old city, you can't you know, drive and park in because it's pedestrian only in in that area by the river. Right, like the two roads right along yeah. the river. Yeah, and, and so, but you know, it was like a 10-minute walk to that area. So it was cool. I've stayed in more comfortable Airbnbs. Like, it was really hot when we were there and there was no air conditioning. That's fine. We had like a little fan and the host was super awesome. And I'm, there's tons of Airbnb options for yeah. Slovenia. For You're Ljubljana. looking at... So, and it was not expensive, no, right? Well, I mean, we paid 60 euros a night for our own apartment. One bedroom, but our, you know, full kitchen, yeah. living room, things like so, that. So, I mean, it was definitely worth it and comfortable. Tons of good Airbnb options in that 50 euro to 100 euro range. Again, nowhere is too far out, you know, or at least if you're, you know, there's most places that you're going to be, you're going to be easily within walking distance of everything. So highly recommend checking out Airbnb again, because you can get something in that 50 to 80 euro a night range. It's that's nice and comfortable. So just pick something out there. We had a free night. So we stayed at the Intercontinental Ljubljana, which was, we thought, pretty new. And when we went in and we asked, hey, 
this is this is pretty new here, right? The guy was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's real new. I'm like, oh, when did you guys open? Ten days ago. <laughs> so we were might have been the first people to ever stay in the room that we stayed in because we got upgraded to the junior suite, one step below the presidential suite. The presidential suite was $1,800 a night. Yeah, The junior crazy. suite was 550 excuse me, euros a night. Yeah. We got it for free because we used a free hotel night. Definitely worth it. We, you know, we debated about whether to use the hotel night somewhere like Slovenia because with Intercontinental, you can use this free night anywhere in the world. There's no restriction on like level of hotels. You can go to some like really amazing Intercontinentals. But I was like, listen, I really want to sleep somewhere comfortable, and you know, playing tomorrow. So we went, and you know, I guess if you just have an average room there that's not a suite, it's about three hundred euros a night. Yeah, it's expensive. So it's expensive. It would definitely be a splurge. For sure, for sure. <laughs> but having a, a free night was awesome. And it was, this hotel is beautiful. Absolutely stunning. I mean, you used the facilities like the pool and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And, and, and that's on the 17th, 16th or 17th floor. All brand new. Pool, huge weight room. Got like 360 degree views of Ljubljana. We were on like the 14th floor with our suite. Same thing. Everything is windows. It's just a really brand new, modern, awesome, very, very nice hotel that you're going to pay a pretty penny to stay at if you're paying out of pocket. Or you can use your free hotel nights. And we definitely do recommend if you're going to splurge. Like, it was worth it for sure. So we both really liked it right now. Yeah. I mean, it was one yeah. of the nicest ones that we stayed at. Oh, my gosh. By far. Yeah. One of the places I wanted to stay, but Heather being pregnant, I could not talk her into this. And <laughs> probably thankfully so. Yeah, uh, there's a really neat place called Hostel Celica, and this is a hostel that is in an old prison. And if you look at the pictures, they've redone it. It's very nice, but you actually stay in prison cells, and they have dorms and private rooms. I believe private rooms run about 50 bucks, maybe 60 bucks. I don't think they each have their own bathroom because they're, pri- they're cells, so like the prisoners probably didn't have their own bathrooms back then or they had them like a toilet in the corner. Not so, my ideal yeah. accommodation choice I for a baby wait. moon. <laughs> I cannot wait to go back and stay in Hostel Celica. I heard cool things. It's in a neat area, which we're going to get to in just a second as well. Um, but just something like unique to check out um, if you're there. Another option, a, a cheaper option that is that is a very unique type of staying that you could do there in LJ. Talking about some activities. Um Mostly what we did was bike and walk around and eat and drink, and that's what LJ is great for. But there is some other cool, quote-unquote, touristy things to do. Yeah, and the main thing that a lot of people do, if if you're in Ljubljana, you can see that above the city on this you know pretty high hill, it's not really a mountain, but like a high hill, is the castle, is Ljubljana Castle. And you can hike up there, which we did not do. I was like, let's take the cable car. I don't feel like walking up a million stairs. So I think it was about 10 euros a person to take the cable car, and also that also includes entrance into the castle. And we did that one night in the evening so we could see the sunset from up there. It's definitely worth it. It's a really cool castle. It's beautiful views from up there. Now, you could walk up for free. And the guy did say it would only take about 20 minutes. I I don't... uh, That's what he said. Yeah. And you can also... If you're pregnant, maybe 30. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Not impressed with that comment. (laughs) 
you can also see most of the castle for free. So like the part that in- was included with our ticket was like a little going 15 minute up movie. to like the tower, you know, like the very, very top of the castle, which well, I guess was cool and was worth it. But you can have the same views from just like the free areas. Right. So it's up to you if you want to do it for free. You absolutely can. If you want to pay the 10 euros to have, you know, a little more access to the castle and not have to walk. To me, that was worth it at the time. And it was it was a cool experience. And you could spend quite a bit of time up there. Yeah, another lookout point that I went to that Heth didn't the one morning, she wasn't feeling so hot, was uh, in Tivoli Park, which is the big park right on the kind of western edge of Ljubljana. Again, like very close. You could walk to it from the river. Probably bike to it would be easier. But I biked to it with one of those city city bikes, the rental bikes with one speed. And then I biked up the mountain, which was very difficult with just one speed. <laughs> yeah, which hence why I didn't want to go with you. <laughs> and there was there's a church at the top, and I went up there. It's just a really cool uh, spot and and some nice nature. So definitely recommend going to Tivoli Park, going up to the mountain to the to the church at the top if you have some time. But one of my favorite things that I did, and again, Heth didn't go on this either. Uh, you might understand why because once I mention it. you biked out there. I did bike out there. This and is, you also, I, you didn't really sell it to me because I did zero research on it. And the way you explained it to me didn't really sound that enticing. All right. It's called Metalkova. And it's right by Das's Walter, actually. Um, and what it is, is is it used to be an old army barracks, and there's a really cool museum there, apparently, too, on the other side that's all redone by the city and all brand new. But on the on the back side of it, it used to be this old army barracks that has been taken over by squatters. Yes. Do I want to go visit a squatter village? a squatter village. village. It's really cool. <laughs> really crazy. Uh, there's about five or six big buildings in there. There's crazy artwork. There's people. Uh, it's It's really safe. So you don't have to worry. Ljubljana is actually one of the safest cities in all of Europe. But there's just people there like hanging out. I guess some people live there because they're squatters. They they officially now are allowed to live there by the city. And it's just this neat little area. It's not very big. And they have bars and stuff in there that usually the nightlife is, you know, people come at night. I was there during the day. I guess I could have walked into one of these buildings and got a beer Felt a little like sketched out because a lot of people, you know, they're looking at me like, "What is he doing here?" But they not not in a menacing way. It was just like, "Oh, this guy's coming through." But a lot of p- other people were walking through and taking pictures. It's just a neat area. Like squatter villages are very cool to me. It's safe. I would highly recommend it. There's, it's just insane. Like the stuff that they have there and the quote unquote artwork, which is just big pieces of metal that they spray painted and done all this stuff to. It's just a totally different side of Ljubljana that I would recommend checking out. And that is called Metalkova. And then there's another squatter village right down by the river that I also walked back into called the Rog Factory. Rog is a type of bicycle. So it was this big bike factory that has since been taken over, was you know, was abandoned and then squatters took it over. So another little area, harder to find and not as big, but I walked through that as well. And I just, I don't know. I like that counterculture Yeah, I mean, thing. it's definitely interesting. And I, I just, you know, I it wasn't... Right, it's not, it wasn't something yeah, that I was on your really baby like mood. not on your baby dying mood. to do. You don't gotta hang out after, in squatter villages. After making me walk, you know, eight miles the one day, I was like maybe I'll just relax at our apartment. For yeah, a and I, hours. I should say I didn't have any crazy experiences there. I talked to a few people, but nothing insane. I just walked around, and at night yeah. it really starts to pop off, and it's cheap. Like they, I, I think they're allowed to sell beer, kind of. It's one of those turn a blind eye, so they just have cheap beer and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it was. 
just interesting. Okay. Um, so Metal cool. Cova and the Rog Factory, two squatters. Worth going right there. to, I guess. Easy to walk to. The one thing we didn't get to do because it, we weren't there during this time, and we we heard from everyone that we should try to do this if we were there on a Friday during the summer. I think it's like maybe May through October or something like that. It's called the it's called Open Kitchen, and that's a they set up on Fridays. They set up a market where all these chefs from all over Slovenia come and they cook all different types of food and you can go and get little pieces of different foods. So you can try all different types of cuisines and things like that. So just a big open market like with a bunch festival, of different food almost. stalls. So, yeah. But they do it only Sounds on Friday really cool. nights. Yeah, I think like May or April through October. So you got to make sure you're there at the right time. We weren't, so we didn't get to do it. But something I would recommend if, if you find yourself there at that time. Cool. That's LJ. And we probably could have done a podcast on just LJ, but we're going we're gonna to soldier on here to the rest of Slovenia. And there's a lot of cool stuff to do. And Heather's looking at me like, oh my gosh, we did talk a lot about LJ. But listen, it's a top five country, Slovenia. It's, it's pretty cool. So we, um, And getting outside of LJ, not only do we love Ljubljana, but there's so much to do outside of it in a country that is the size of New Jersey. And the thing that everyone knows Slovenia for and the thing that I first knew Slovenia for was Lake Bled. Yeah, this is a stunning area of the world because it's this beautiful lake surrounded by mountains and then it has this island in the middle where there's this old church. And so you just kind of sit there at the lake and you have this stunning view. And then on top of like a little mountain is a castle. So I don't know, you're just, you feel like you should be in some type of... Yeah, like Disney movie. Yeah, it's like, like a, a fairy, fairy tale. tale. It's very cool. Definitely worth it. And guess how long it takes you to get there from Ljubljana? Hmm, 45 minutes? 45 minutes. So why <laughs> wouldn't you go? It was like so quick to get there. It's crazy how close everything is. It really is. And Lake Bled, beautiful. I'd been wanting to go there forever. The water was super clear, nice yeah, you, to swim in. You can park. I mean, obviously, you can stay out there. We did not. You could easily, it's 45 minutes from Ljubljana, so you could do a day trip. We then drove out there. Um, you know, there's a bunch of hotels to stay at too, but we just parked right where the camping is. Uh, the, you could walk around the whole lake in probably two hours, it's not that big. But we parked right by where the camping was. It was like 10 euros to park. I think it was free if we went up the hill, which I didn't know. So, oh, geez, cost us 10 euros. Either way. And then they have a little beach there, and we just sat out all day, looked at the church. I actually swam. They, you can rent boats to go out. You uh, can paddleboard. You can have people boat you out to the church. I swam out to the church a little further than I thought. Um, I swam out to the church. The one thing that's a bit of a bummer is they don't want you wearing your swimsuit around when you're on the island like you can wear it down by the water but they don't want you wearing it up in where the church is so i didn't actually get to go up and into the church because i was dripping wet and i just swam to it uh in my swimsuit so that's a, you had no shoes i had no <laughs> shoes so i mean you could you could bring like a dry bag if you're swimming out with you and bring some yeah, clothes or, or you could just go on a boat yeah, like most boat, normal I people guess. do <laughs> but lake bled fantastic Worth, worth it, yeah. It was worth did it going live to, up to your for... expectations, Trav? Yes, yes. You you had seen a picture of Lake Bled a couple of years ago, and you were like, "I want to go to Slovenia. I want to go to Lake Bled." Yes, it did live up to my expectations for sure. The rest of Slovenia blew away my expectations for what it was. Lake Bled was cool, as cool as I thought. Um, what I really liked was then going 
there's another <laughs> lake right by Lake Bled that's more way less touristed. It's more of a locals lake, and that's called Lake Bohine, and that's like a guess how far it is from Lake Bled. Forty five. Yeah, not minutes. even like twenty five yeah. minute drive from Lake Bled. And it was a pretty drive as well. You know, it's like kind of through, through the countryside, little towns, and then the lake itself is, you know nestled in this like really tiny town with basically a hotel and a grocery store and you know a little church another a, little church not as scenic as and Lake a bridge Bled. of course a little and, scenic bridge you know it's more like mountains all around so it's it definitely feels more naturey naturey is that yeah well because the, mount- the mountains come down right to the to the lake so it is it's more remote it's i'm not Heather and I had this argument. I'm not going to say Lake Bohine is prettier than Lake Bled because Lake Bled has... She said Lake Bled's prettier because it has the castle in it. So it is more Yeah, the castle and the church and it's... Right. Um, yeah, right. The church in the middle. I, I didn't mean... It does have a castle on the hill like Bled and then it has the church in the middle. So it's about as fairy tale as you're going to get. Bohine, I thought Lake Bohine was prettier as just the lake itself. Yeah, it's a natural lake and it seemed more like, you know... You're just there to experience nature. You're not really there to. It's not tourist. It's not built up at all. Yeah, and crystal blue, clear waters for Lake Bled and Lake Bohine. So both got to put them on your list. They're really easy to get to. Go to all of them. After we left that area, then thankfully that day we had decided we were going to go up to north. We almost didn't do this, and this would have been a huge bummer had we not done it. A huge mistake if we hadn't done it. We wouldn't have known, but yeah, knowing what we know now, if we hadn't done this, I would have been really bummed. And that was going up to the very northwest part of Slovenia, again, from Lake Bled. This was about 20 minutes, and into an area called Kranska Gora, which is known... Because it's got the biggest ski resort in Slovenia in it, but you are at the foot of the Julian Alps. I mean, you pull into this town and the Alps are right there. It it was stunning. We pulled up. So we spent the whole day at Lake Bled. Then we went to Lake Bohine and then we drove up to Kranska Gora. Gorig? Gora. Gora. And we pull up to this really cute... Listen to me, like, knowing I know that. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely Gora. Who knows? Kranska Gora. Trav had there. found a really cute place for us to stay. It looked like a little Swiss chateau, and it was called Villa Flora. And it had just been recently remodeled to everything, and it was, like, new and very comfortable. The bed was so comfortable. All this natural wood everywhere. Best sleep of the trip. Best sleep of the trip, other than maybe the Intercontinental. And you you just drive up, and you look out the window of, of the car, and it's like, oh, my gosh. There are these amazing mountains, like these craggy stone face mountains just right outside your window. It was... It was really stunning. Yeah, you are you are right on the border with Austria. I mean, Austria is like five minutes away. So you're you're there in the Alps, Villa Flora, gorgeous. They have we stayed in a studio apartment. It's like four hundred, five hundred square feet, like fully stocked kitchen. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a great place to stay, especially if you're traveling with friends or with a family. Because we stayed in a smaller. We had the smallest one. I think they have eight apartments. We had a studio. They have like. Two bedrooms. I think they have three bedrooms. So a lot of people come in groups and stay there. And it's it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. 
you know, you open the windows, you have the mountain air coming in at night. It was It was perfect. Awesome. We almost decided to stay a second night just to relax there. Yes. Because it was so comfortable and, and so beautiful. So, but we didn't because we're like, well, we got to press on. So we left Kranskagora the next day and we did this drive that is, I'm, I keep using hyperbole. So I'm trying to say what number. I was going to say a top five drive that we've ever done. Probably not top five, at least maybe in the top 10 of drives you've ever done. And this was through the Versic, Versic Pass. I don't know. I'm probably not spelling saying that right. V-R-S-I-C, Versic Pass. And basically it starts in Kranskagora and you go up through this crazy road um, that was built I think by prisoners in World War One. Anyway, there, there's a whole history behind it. And you go up through, into the mountains and then you come down the other side and then you're going south into the towns of Bovec and, and through the uh, Saka River Valley. It just was really neat. And for us, it was all overcast that day. So we're like, oh man, it's kind of a yeah, bummer. Because we woke up right? that morning, you couldn't even see the mountains that we had seen the night before. So fortunately, we saw them the night before, but then we were driving through them. So it was really beautiful and stunning, even though it was like, you know, foggy and raining and misty. It was gorgeous. And then when you actually get down the pass and you're in, you're by the river, this Saka or Soka River, S-O-C-A. No idea how to pronounce it, but yeah. it's one of the most beautiful colors of water in a river I've ever seen. It's like a greenish turquoise color, and it's stunning. The the water even color. Even Trav could see it. Yeah, even being a colorblind, I, we, we drove through, and then we get by the river, and I'm looking at it, and I'm saying, I don't even know what color this is. This is incredible. So the Saka River Valley, just a great drive. And and then we drove through, you know, through the town of Bovec. And then you can, you know, there's a lot of little routes you can go. But uh, after you get off the Vrissic Pass, but they all, you know, the main one follows the river there. And that's one we took. Um, we did pass a, an interesting thing called the world's long, longest stone archway. <laughs> we stopped and took a picture. Not it's pretty sure funny. if it actually is. Not really a tourist destination. But there's a sign for it. And then also you go by this area, and I'm definitely pronouncing this wrong, called the Skokion, Skokion Caves. And we did not stop because we were pushing on to an, uh, Croatia that later that day. But the Skokion Caves, we, from what we've been told, there are, there are two different uh, famous caves in in um, Slovenia. And this is the less touristed one. So we... We didn't stop at either of them, but you could easily do that. And then you head down if you want, which we did, to the coast. And what was cool about this day was we were in the Alps. We started the day in the Alps. And by that night, and we took the scenic route and stopped a lot. Yeah. So really it would have taken you three hours of driving. But that night you're in a town called Piran, which is right on the Adriatic Sea, which is Slovenia's only town that's on right on they coastline. only have about 30 kilometers of coastline but i think for i'm, I'm gonna fun fact i think 46 46 or something under 50 kilometers under 50. Of, of coastline and they're very proud of it and they should be because we went to Peron and it's this medieval little city that was so beautiful and again it's a stone pathway that goes out around a lighthouse yeah it's pedestrian only so you have to park kind of far away and walk in or they have buses so we took the little shuttle bus in kind of far it's like a 20 minute walk into downtown and and they have the free shuttle bus that comes like 
pretty frequently, maybe every 15 minutes. So we took the bus in, but then we walked back out and it was, it was not difficult at all. Um, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful little medieval city right on the coast. So it's very stunning architecture, lots of old buildings, tons of restaurants. And we had an amazing meal there. I think this was the best seafood we had the entire trip. Um, no, you know, no harm to Vino <laughs> and Ribe and Valentin, also very good. But this was even better. And we ate at a little place called Pirat, P-I-R-A-T. I think it's like means pirate. Not sure. <laughs> um, and they had, the, yeah, the best you calamari that right we had. You would walk right by this place because it wasn't, you know, anything special looking. It's kind of your typical. But again, we had gotten a recommendation from, not from someone, like online. Like I looked up best restaurants yeah. and someone said, oh, you got to go to Pirat. And, and we're like, it okay. was delicious. The calamari was so, so, so Heather got so fried good. calamari. I got grilled. So we got to do the double up mm-hmm. and the grilled. The portions were huge. Humongous. I couldn't even fill, finish Humongous. my grilled calamari. Um, and uh, little tip. They have um, French fries and then they have fried potatoes. Get the fried potatoes. Fried potatoes. Because the French fries, I saw them come out. And they didn't look great. But That's the fried right. potatoes were actually like, you know, fresh. Puron pro tip. Yeah. Get the fried potatoes potatoes, not the French fries. Um, Anyway, so delicious. What a fun couple of hours we spent. It was great. We walked around. You know, you can swim right there off. They have little docks coming right off the main pedestrian area that that loops on the lighthouse there. Or is it a lighthouse? Is it a church? It's like a little medieval something building yeah um and then it was just it was great we got to meet up with a reader there um kind of just by accident it was or a listener it was really funny and um we just had it we had a fantastic time and to top it all off we had that calamari then we walked around we're like this is a great day we got to push on to croatia which is another hour away but we wish we could stay here in piran but before we go we got to get gelato and on our way out of the town you walk by a place that's called cafe neptune and there is a, a gelato place inside of that called Caramella. And we're like, well, let's give it a try. And it looked really, really fresh. Mm-hmm. So we gave it a try. And Heather's experience here was similar to my experience in Vigo. <laughs> she took a bite of the peach one and just I started like raving. I lost my mind. I lost my mind. It was so good. And I don't know if it was like because I am pregnant and I just thought this was like the best peach gelato I've ever had in my life with like fresh peaches in it. And I got I got a very weird combination. I got coffee, which was really good. And I got the peach, which was also really good. And I thought it wasn't as good as Vigo, but it would have been like my number two overall. Very, so very good. good gelato. And known for its... It's fruit. She said, we only use fruit. I don't really know what that meant. I mean, I guess I know what it means, but she said, like, we, this is only fruit. So I don't yeah, know how they make like it. It's not like extra sugars and in like, it. you know, but preservatives. Fantastic. So if you're looking for good gelato, which you, of, why are you, of course, you're looking for good gelato, and you're in Piran, which, of course, if you're going to Slovenia, you should go to Piran, then you should find your way to Caramella. After you have dinner at Pirat. So it, it, again, it was like a three hours. It was great. I wish we could spend more time there. Definitely a place I would have stayed overnight, maybe even two nights if we'd had time. Yeah. But a cool little seaside town on Slovenia's only 46 kilometers of coastline, which is neat that they have coastline and then they have the mountains and you can do both in the same day. Yeah, it's pretty spectacular. 
If we haven't said it enough, you need to book your trip to get, Slovenia. Get your butt to Slovenia, fly into Venice, fly into Ljubljana, fly into Budapest, fly into Milan. doesn't matter. All roads lead to Ljubljana or can <laughs> lead to Ljubljana. Now we're at the part of the show, one of my favorite parts. Um, and of course, when we're talking about Slovenia, it's, it's all my favorite part here. But each destination diary, we always do. Our thing that you can't miss, our thing that, you know, yeah, you could skip. It wasn't, you know, if you don't have time, that's totally fine. And our thing that we wish we had done. I don't know what Heather's are. I'm very excited mm. because earlier before the show, she said, I'm having a hard time coming up with a skip and a wish we had done. So I'm interested to hear what she says here. Um, but we're going to start, of course, with our can't miss hat in Slovenia. When people go, which they're going to go after listening to this Destination yes. Diary, what is the thing that they cannot miss? They cannot miss... Something that we almost miss driving through the past. So glad you picked this. Yeah. Because I, I wanted to pick it, yeah. but I have another one. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad it's different because, you know, we were sitting there at the lake and we were like, oh, should we go up? Should we not? And I was like, should yeah. Should we just go back to Ljubljana? I was like, no, we should do this because we, you know, we, so many people recommended it to us, like readers and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, we just have to do it because we love doing road trips. Why wouldn't we road trip through the mountains? Especially when... It's not that long. You're never <laughs> yeah. that far from anything else. At any point, you could get you go through the pass, and then you could like get back on a highway and go back to Ljubljana if you wanted to get there. So, I'm really glad you picked that. Interestingly enough, I you know Lake Bled, and I didn't know Lake Bohin existed, but Lake Bled was always the oh I have to go to Slovenia to see this, and that day was awesome because we did Lake Bled, Lake Bohin, and then we were up in the Alps that night, and then the next day we d- we did the drive. I thought if I had to pick one, and you won't, you should do both, I, the pass and the drive to me was even better than going to the lake, which is crazy because I love yeah. the lake. So That's, you got to do the Verisic Pass for sure, even if it's misty and raining like for us. And if you get a great day, a great sunny day, even better. My can't miss, <laughs> I, all that is to say my can't miss is walking around Ljubljana at night Doing a bang bang of gelato. Um, <laughs> you guys, if you listen to the podcast, you know bang bangs when you just do multiple stops, whether it be for food or in my case, gelato, and you just get multiple gelato. Ljubljana was just such a fun city to walk around at night. During the day, it's gorgeous when the sun's out, of course, but even at night when all the, you know, the rivers it's lit really, up. It's and magical. It's so pretty. It's like almost, it's not like being in Paris because it's very different because it's much smaller, but as pretty as Paris is at night, which I love Paris mm-hmm. at night, but without all the crap that comes with Paris of yeah. being super busy and dirty and, and humongous. annoying. So yeah, it's just like a small version of something it really magical. It was really great. And of course, with the Vigo gelato, <laughs> I, I mean, that is my can't miss. All and right, there's a lot enough. that you can't miss, but I'm fair only, enough. I'm, I'm keeping it to one. But everything's really close, guys. So yeah. just do it all. Let's do it all. Just do it all. So something that I would skip, I, I honestly couldn't, come up with what I would skip because everything we did was great. So I guess I would skip what I actually did skip and that was going to those squatter villages. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I don't you know. You would skip I, what you, yeah. What I skipped. You would skip what you skipped. Okay, that's fair enough. I, I also had a very, very hard time saying what I could skip again because one of the reasons we love Ljubljana is everything's so easy. It's all so close the, and Slovenia as a whole, it's all close. It's easy to get to. So my skip was the Ljubljana Castle. Um, really? It's cool, okay. 
I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying if you didn't have okay, time, fair. I'd rather walk around the city and the town than go up yeah. to the castle. And specifically, I would skip paying the 10 euros to ride the cable car up and, and then getting like the, paying to get into a little extra little turret of a castle. And, uh, you know, you go do it for free. Walk up, get yourself some exercise, eat some gelato okay, on the way up, eat some enough. gelato on the way down, whatever. <laughs> it's skip all paying about the, the Skip gelato. paying the 10 euros uh, to go see the Ljubljana castle. All right, your wish we had done. Wish we had done. So when we before we started the podcast, my wish we had done was spent more time in Piran. But now after recording the podcast and you mentioned us not going to like Western Slovenia at all, I feel like maybe exploring other parts of Slovenia would be something that I wish we had done, but we were only there for four and a half days. So like I think if you had a week or a little bit longer, you could really see a all yeah, you could country. get out to Slovenia's second city, the second biggest city, Marabor, and apparently it has a fantastic, beautiful old town that we didn't get out to. But and I, you know, there's nature, there's those caves, and you know, there's there's other things to do. So kind of yeah. have two. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, we we did miss a decent chunk of Slovenia. I think we did the stuff that the most highlights, people do, yeah, which are well is, worth it. Yeah, but there is that eastern part that we missed. My wish we had done was stayed longer in Kranska Gora and you know stayed a few nights up there if we had longer time and, mm-hmm. and went hiking through mm-hmm. there. Or in the winter I want to go back and go skiing. I just Definitely. it's cool to be yeah. up in the Julian Alps. It's beautiful. I wish, you know, the drive was great. But if we had more time we could take that drive and then come back to Villa Flora and then hike the next day mm-hmm. and see some even more beautiful scenery. Because there's some stuff that you see when you're driving, you know, you see a part of it, but it's not comparable to the stuff that you can get to if right. you're hiking. Definitely. And, and you know, you actually make it worth it because you're like working out and stuff like For that. For sure. So that would be my wish okay. we had done. Awesome. But we're going back. Hands down, we are going back to Slovenia beyond a shadow of a doubt. I love that country. I hope you guys head there too and love it as much as we did. Of course, if you've been there, let us know. Tweet us at Pack of Peanuts. What did we miss? What What should we go see when we go back? If you haven't been and you want to go, shoot us a tweet and tell you tell us thanks for this Destination Diary. We love interacting with you, and, and we've been getting a ton of feedback on Twitter, which is great. Always love seeing your tweets, so um, keep those coming with us at Pack of Peanuts. Don't forget, no matter where you're traveling, definitely, if you want the best travel carry-on backpack out there, the one that I used while we were in Slovenia, Head on over to TortugaBackpacks.com. Use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters. That'll get you 10% off your entire order. And Heth, we've got a lot of other Destination Diary podcasts as well. We're not going to read them all out because I don't have them listed in front of me and I can't remember them all. But if you like this one on this destination, you can find Destination Diaries on stuff that we've traveled all over the world from Croatia to Colorado to Thailand Thailand and India and all types of places. Check them out. Extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows. That'll get you the show notes for this as well. We talked about a lot of stuff. Destination Diaries specifically. We we take talk all about certain restaurants you might forget. Head to those show notes. We link everything up for you. Um, so you can find that before you go to Slovenia, or even if you're just interested, you can go and find the show notes there, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows. Awesome. I thought we could get this one. I was Before we started, I said, I, I think we can get this one in 45 minutes. And you said, yeah, right. The way you're going to gush about Slovenia, no way. Yeah. A little over <laughs> what I originally planned. But when you find a place that you love, it's awesome to talk about it. And we want to make sure you had as many recommendations as possible. So, Yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. And we hope you go to Slovenia. We hope you do. Thank you guys for the ongoing support as always for listening to the show, for the tweets, for the emails, for everything like that that makes us the number one rated 
Travel Podcast on iTunes. And until next time, happy free travels. I'll show you.